Hey guys, what's up? It's Mel. Welcome to Seat at the Table podcast. I'm so excited to have you here for season two. I know that the Lord is going to do something great in all of your lives. And hey, listen, if you want to support the podcast, comment, subscribe, and share to your family and friends. Everyone needs to hear about God's word. And this is an amazing way to be touched by Jesus. I pray that this season is a blessing to your life and that the Lord may speak to you on the areas of your life that he wants you to work on. God bless you and let's get started. Hey guys, welcome back to Seat at the Table podcast. I am so excited to be here today. This is season three, episode two, and I'm so excited for what God is going to do. And so I'm just praying over you all before I started recording, praying that you would receive, praying that you would just be delighted to hear God's word today. There's something new that he wants to say, and I believe that God is specifically talking to your life. So this episode is called Return to Your First Love. And it's such a special episode to me because as I was reading, uh, I started reading the book of Revelation, God was just telling me that, return to your first love. He was whispering those words, right? And I think that it's such something so powerful in Christianity. We hear of that stage in a Christian's life where someone says, oh, return to your first love. But when you look at scripture and you actually read what they're referring to, man, God's word is so powerful. It's so beautiful to see and to witness exactly what jesus is trying to tell us and so this episode is called return to your first love if you're writing with a pen or a notebook i encourage you to write some things down because i believe that god has something to say to you today so revelation just to give you a little background is the last book of the bible it's called revelation and it's where jesus shows himself to the apostle john so when we talk about the apostle john we are talking about john who wrote the gospel of john and also the first second and third books of john specifically because in this moment in this book john retreats to this island called patmos and he retreats to this island and god draws near to him and speaks to him so this book is specifically for the end times for the things that are going to happen right when we are approaching jesus second coming just to know exactly what jesus wants to speak over our lives and so the book starts first by jesus introducing himself and john speaking seeing a vision of jesus and then we are reading in chapter two where jesus starts writing these letters to these seven churches right he is writing these letters to these seven churches and in the vision he tells john right there's a lampstand there's lampstands for every single church there are starts for every single church that represent each and every single church that jesus is constantly watching over jesus is constantly looking over them and so for this church we are going to be talking about the ephesians so if you know your bible you know that we have a book called ephesians but specifically this this letter is for the church of ephesus that holds the ephesians and he begins by writing something so powerful to these people he begins by specifically saying In Revelation chapter 2 verses 1 through 7, join me in reading this. To the angel of the church in Ephesians write, These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work, and your perseverance. I know that you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not and have found them false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary so in this moment jesus is talking to them and letting them know hey i'm watching over this church and i see what you're doing 
for me. I know that you're working very hard to make sure that everything is good. You have gone through tough times, yet you've kept the faith. Like You are exposing the wicked people in the church and those that are there following Jesus for the wrong reasons and because of doctrinal reasons that are wrong. Like You've tested those people. You've done the things that I've called you to do. Rather, there's something important that I have to say. In the continuing verses, it says, Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. But you have this in your favor. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. So, to continue, Jesus moves on from telling this church, Hey, you're doing all of these things for my name. That's cool. Yet, that's not really what I'm focusing on. As I'm writing to you, you have forsaken the love you had at first. You know, remember that this church says you defended the truth of God's word. You worked hard and Jesus saw that. Like you exposed these false apostles. You've gone through hard times, yet you've kept your faith. But Jesus is telling them you are missing the most important thing. You have forsaken your first love. And so if you don't know, I had to do a little bit of research just to remind myself of what Jesus was referring to here. The stage of the first love is the first stage where a newborn again believer like receives the Holy Spirit and they're on fire for God. Like if you know, if you have been raised in church or maybe you're serving in church now, you see this all the time and it's beautiful. It's amazing. It's encouraging to see how when a new person receives the Lord in their heart, man, they instantly become passionate about god so much so that there's this fire inside of them that they just they cannot possibly keep out i know that that's how it was for me when i first received jesus i had an encounter with the lord at the age of 16 and it was beautiful it was transforming and god spoke to me i saw that and i developed this hunger for his word this hunger to pray this hunger to know more of him and most importantly i honestly just wanted to tell the world about jesus i still do but you know we'll talk about that later but anyways like there's that stage where man i just started with the lord i had an experience with him i encountered his love and i'm so in love with jesus now right so these believers like they are seeking jesus as much as they can they think about jesus and they long to praise him the entire time and man like they they start looking at their lives right the holy spirit starts doing a work in them and they start to look at their lives and make changes because they know that they want to live for god and so like these believers are so amazing to see because it's how they start in that faith it's that first stage with god where you're just so in love man nothing else matters right like you can forget about the world looking at you thinking you're crazy for following jesus right because they believe something completely different but to you that doesn't matter because you're just in love with the one that saved you and i like this verse where jesus says in john 17 3 and this is eternal life that they may know you the only true god and jesus christ whom you have sent right that's the purpose to know god to believe in him and to live for him and so this believer is in that first stage right and this is exactly what jesus was referring to as he was writing to this church go back to your first love you see 
The same thing happens with our relationships with people, with our friendships, especially when you have a certain special someone, you're romantically involved with them. There's that first stage where you just love everything about them, where you're constantly there, you long to hang out with them all the time, you long to get to know one, to get to know them, and you like you just want that the entire time. But as time passes, that kind of starts to wear off, not because you want it to, but because on the other end, like talking about yourself you're just like man like i'm starting to feel this way or whatever and and you know you're not as close as you were before you see over time you just get busy or you you have you have a different priorities that are no longer the ones that you had at first with this person and so you really start to i guess not check up on that person as much as you'd like to and that's what happens in our relationship with god like we're in that first stage jesus matters jesus love like i'm, I'm there it, it may last a couple of months it may last a year or two i don't know it may last a few weeks whatever it is for you it's different for everyone regardless it's a stage where man nothing else matters but there comes a time when the newborn believer starts experiencing things that are out of their control and they may not be as mature in the faith or maybe they are but you know they're just not prioritizing god as they should and so they forsake that relationship with god because first to forsake it means to abandon it means to desert i mean like how does this happen how can a person who is so on fire for god like lose their first love that stage with jesus right you see we start to become so independent in our own ways rather than being dependent upon jesus i know there's many times in my life where i've become dependent on my circumstances rather than being dependent on god and it's caused me to lose that motivation and that complete dependent on jesus on knowing that he's the only one that can take care of those things he's the only one that can that knows me entirely and loves me and so this believer like there's many reasons why these things happen to people like these these believers can feel like man like this fire that i have i no longer feel it or i feel like it's going out and I, there's nothing i can do about it maybe they're just going through hard times and honestly like they're not there with the lord yet to have experienced him for a long period of time through all of these hardships right like they can hear oh god is faithful god keeps his promises but in their mind they're probably thinking yeah man i haven't seen that in my life yet and so it causes them to lose like that faith and that mentality of jesus is the same regardless of what happens and so these tough moments it can hinder their communication to god and sometimes i honestly like i went through that stage too where i lost quote unquote lost but regained my first love because i started putting god in this box saying okay lord like this is how you have to work and you can only do your miracles like this and you can only answer my prayers like this but anything outside of that man i am thinking that it's wrong and then i'm losing control and i think that, that that's honestly a mentality that some of us start to develop where man if we don't have control over everything it instantly feels like it's not in order and the only person that i can blame is the lord and so those are things that happen when you start falling out of love with someone not because god is not doing his part but because we are human and the way that we perceive god is completely different right he is different than us he is eternal he's supernatural he's almighty he's a supernatural being he is not like us so the way that we see things is completely different from the way that god sees everything and so when we start falling out of love with the lord 
our emotions can get in the way of that completely, right? It's such an easy trap for the devil to come in and distort your view of God and how you see him because the enemy sees that, man, this person is not doing what they're supposed to with the Lord. And so now I have leverage, right? And that's the danger of being out of the first love stage of saying, Lord, I can be doing everything else, but I can also not have my first love, not feel that first love feeling. And I want to make something clear. It's not a feeling. Rather, it's that yearning inside of you when you have the Holy Spirit that constantly longs for Jesus and you are constantly satisfying that need no matter what. That's the first love. The first love is saying, Lord, I disregard everything else and I long to know you. I long to know Jesus and Jesus crucified. Like that's the goal, right? And that's what Jesus is telling them here. These, this church, honestly, like they did everything. They read their word, they prayed, they did all of those things, but yet they were lacking that connection with Jesus. They lacked love for Jesus because when we lack love for God, it disables us from walking in the most important thing that is love because god is love and it's the most important thing that you and i can have for him and for those around us that he calls his creation when we start to lose that stage man maybe it's a circumstance in your life that you know just got in the way and you don't know how to return to him you don't know what to do anymore but rather i love what god says in the book of first john chapter 4 verses 7 through 11 it says my dear friends let us love one another for love comes from god everyone who love loves has been born of god and knows god whoever does not love does not know god because god is love this is how god showed his love among us he sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him this is love not that we loved god but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. We know that the word of God says, man, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your mind and with all your soul and love your neighbor as yourself, right? For in these two things, you're fulfilling the law. God is love. And I love when it says that God gave his son as a sacrifice for our sins. In this moment, that's Jesus speaking to us in the book of Revelation, telling this church, man, your works for Jesus, they're not the most important thing and they never will be, right? What you can do for God, God loves it and he'll honor it and reward it when you do it out of the right heart posture. But I want you to understand something today. It's not what saves you and it's not what makes you look good before God. Rather, he wasn't thinking of what mel did right right when jesus died for your sins he was looking at human at the human condition that was around him he was looking at the fact that man nothing else could save us from ourselves from our own sin and our sinful desires rather god gave his son and his and his in his son jesus today calls us to walk in our first love to disregard our spiritual boxes I'm not saying don't read your word, don't pray, because you should be doing all those things daily. You should be doing that, right? Daily bread, y'all, not once a week or on Sundays. But rather, Jesus is saying, don't take that upon yourself and think that those things, like those things save you or those things make you right before my eyes. 
Rather, the first love is a stage that you should never be out of. And when we can fall out of that, it can be the most discouraging thing and the most hurtful thing because it's not that we want to, I guess, depart from that, but it happens in a way so subtle, like in the most subtle way that we don't realize that. And we're like, man, that's why I'm burnt out. That's why I'm exhausted. That's why I'm discouraged because I'm trying to do things for Jesus instead out of my love for God. Because the love that we have for God is so powerful, it's different, and it's amazing. He is telling you and I today and to this church that out of love, how much he longs for them to return to the secret place. He calls them to repentance and to go back to what they did for Jesus before. You see in verse 5 it says, Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come to you and remove your lampstand from its place. Man, Jesus loves you and I so much that he delights in you when you decide to be in his presence. And I feel like that's what we need to hear sometimes and understand that when you are coming into God's presence, the Bible says to come before his throne with confidence. Like knowing God is going to hear you, knowing God is right there drawing near to you and he's never going to stop being there, ever. He longs to have an intimate relationship with you that goes beneath the surface. Because in order to remain in that first love and remain in our constant relationship with God, we really have to dig deep about what's in our heart and get real with God, right? That's what having a meaningful real relationship or friendship looks like it it feels like saying lord i am here and i'm pouring my heart out to you and man i just want you to know that jesus he's reaching out to you and he wants you to return to him no matter what you've done no matter your your past sins maybe the sins you're currently indulging in now like jesus longs to have communion with you he longs to to have no life apart from you because he created you his word says that you created my inmost being. Like you knit me together in my mother's womb. That's what Jesus says. Like he created you and to have relationship with him is to live in his fullness. And out of everything else, right? Out of that love, everything else will flow. So if your concern is, man, if I stop doing these things for God, it's going to fall apart. Actually, that's false. Because what cannot fail is your relationship with God, not out of your works, but saying, Lord, I'm imperfect, but I'm showing up every day and I long to know you and seek you. That's what he tells this church. You've done these things. You've persevered. You've worked hard. You've kept the faith. You've exposed false apostles. You've done these things and I applaud you for them. But I hold this against you. You have forsaken your first love. You see, it's important for us to know that God loves us. God loves us so much, he sent his son to die on a cross for us and to resurrect so that we may have the Holy Spirit. This is so important for us to remember because every single believer goes through this stage and it sucks. It really does because you're like, Lord, I felt this passion. I felt this love. How come I don't feel that anymore? But it's not a feeling, it's a decision. And little by little, the Lord will touch your heart and show you his love and he will reveal himself to you. There's a psalm 
that I really like where David says in Psalm 51, verse 12, it says, Restore to me the joy of your salvation and grant me a willing spirit to sustain me. I also love this verse in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. That's what Jesus is speaking in his word today. If you've fallen too far, if maybe you've committed some sins, maybe you're just feeling like, man, I haven't gone to God's presence in so long. I want to encourage you and let you know that it's not too late. One day it will be, and there's no greater like no lesser feeling and knowing that one day man it'll be too late but now is the time to say lord here i am i have no idea what i'm doing but i'm stepping out in faith and i'm believing in you as we wrap up this this entire story man god convicts us daily with his word and he's convicted me and all of you who are listening to this today god longs for you to draw near to him and know that he's there And that he loves you so much. He longs for you to be victorious in this. It says to the one who is victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Verse 7. God longs for you to succeed in this. And understand that it's not of works, but rather a love for God should be what motivates us to draw near to him daily. And so, Lord, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that you're always speaking that God, you're faithful. I pray that your word will be sealed in our hearts, God, and that we'd be able to know that you're speaking to us today to make a change in our relationship with you. Help us to have a real, true relationship with you, God, not based on our works, but rather because, God, you've been good. You've been so good, and you deserve it. God, we long to know you, your mysteries, your word, and for you to reveal yourself to us, Lord. We thank you for your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in on episode two called Return to Your First Love. I pray this episode has encouraged you and has lifted up your faith in knowing that God loves you so much and he longs for you to have this time in the secret place with him. If you want to read more, it's in Revelation chapter two and three. And I highly encourage you all to look at the other letters that Jesus speaks to his church. God bless you and see you next Sunday.